Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. And hello, everybody. Steve Green here with another episode of the Make the Grade podcast. I got a great guest today. Parents, you better sharpen your pencils, get your listening ears tuned up because it's going to be some great info for you. Uh, the Make the Grade podcast, always about delivering actions, actions parents can take right away to help their children to maximize their education. We also help entrepreneurs take actions to further their businesses. Got a guest today, Phil Vitrano. Phil, welcome. How are you? Wonderful, Steve. Thank you for having me today. Wonderful. Listen, he's wonderful. Hear that? The guy, he's from, he's from Texas. Phil's from Texas. <laughs> now, just joking. Phil, welcome from New York, right? Yeah, Long Island, Massapequa. Long, Long Island, Long uh, Massapequa. There we go. So, Phil, an East Coast guy like me. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Smart guy. I mean, Phil's got an MBA from the distinguished Hofstra University. You know what, you know what Hofstra is famous for? Maybe Jets training camp. I knew that. A little trivia, NFL fans out there. Anyway, I uh, spent seven years, seven long years, researching and analyzing colleges and speaking to hundreds of college students and staff to understand the strengths and weaknesses of these universities. He's created a company called Planning and Vision LLC. We're going to get into that. His mission to help families and students prepare to optimize their investment in college. I'm going to underline that word investment because a lot of people don't think of it that way. And he provides them with a competitive edge in career planning, which is pretty important, right? Uh, Coach Phil uses strategic and data-driven methods to identify the best college fit for each prospective student where they can thrive academically and socially and within a family budget. So all these things are critical, right? What's the average college cost anymore? Quarter million dollars? I don't know, right? So the the average cost is uh, $38,500 a year. Okay. And, um, but uh, only half the students are graduating in four years. So then mm. you're applying that actually by five or six uh, as a potential budget. So we're talking now $240,000 for five years. Mm. I saw a statistic somewhere, uh, and, and this is really not what I want to get into with you, but a lot of parents, especially if you have two or three kids, will spend more money sending their kids to college than they did on their primary home even with all the mortgage interest, all that nasty stuff. So parents have got to have a concern here, right? I'm, I'm making this huge investment in my kid. I already have. I raised them until they're 18. Now I'm shipping them off to University of ABC. Am I getting my money's worth, right? So how do you, how do you allay these fears in parents? What, what does Coach Phil of Planning a Vision LLC, what, you don't have to give away the secret sauce here, but – what do you provide that really is an awesome help for these parents? Sure. So great question, Steve. So it's about the goals and, um, and objectives of the family, uh, including the student and understanding what their academic goals are, and then understanding what they can afford and what they'd like to pay for. Um, these are important questions. And um, it's important for, for me to know and understand that because I've got to present them with the colleges that are within that budget and save them a tremendous amount of time 
and managing expectations up front with the student. So the earlier they get on this and have that money talk, I've, you know, I've had, you know, situations where the parents are not, you know, ready to disclose what their budget is and they have aspirations for them to get into, you know, the best schools. And then when they see the, the difference in pricing between that $70,000 school and that $35,000 school, and then the student is so excited for that $70,000 school, it's hard to bring them in and rein them in um, when it's not clear what the budget is and whether that's something that's going to be a showstopper or not for them. So walking through the process is really important. Pre preparation is important and understanding and learning from all those parents and families and students who have this student debt is tremendously valuable. And that's not what they go after. They are, they're in the mindset of hope and you know, the honeymoon of going to college and they're focused on that, but not understanding all the lessons learned from other students and families who've gone through this already and learn from them and reduce your risk. It, this is, for me, this is a project of providing information to the families as the, you know, the board of directors and the CEO of their career, right? The, the student mm. is the CEO Absolutely. of their career. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And of course I could keep talking. I'll let Listen, you <laughs> there's two things I want everybody to know right away, because again, this podcast, this communication is about parents giving you valuable information, right? And you can put this in the right away. If you got a, a rising senior in high school or a senior in high school, you, you haven't gotten the decision yet. This could be critically important. This could save you thousands of dollars. More importantly, make sure you make the right decision. Here's some statistics, right? And by the way, Phil didn't make all this up. I happen to know, I got a little insider information here, folks. He yeah. learned a lot of this working with his own kid, right? Phil, correct? That is correct. Uh, since uh, 2014, mm -hmm. and then I had another, uh, I have a, another child who's a uh, freshman in uh, another college in Connecticut. So you, you've you been through the Springer twice? I have. Mm. So and you, then, and I, you and I have something in common. We both have two kids who are in college. Incredible. Incredible. The, the alignment here of, of, of energy is incredible. Um, but, but the point is, you're, you're walking the walk because you, you've been there. You did this partly for your own purposes. Now you're trying to share this information to help as many people as you can. Let's just look at some, I'm going I'm, I'm to use the word scary. Here's some statistics. And you, you provided these, so I assume you fact-checked them. Right? We're very big on fact-checking here at the podcast. That, that's, that's, all I that's the only way I could come up with these numbers. 42% right. of college students are dropping out or not able to complete a bachelor's degree in six years, not even four. So 40%, four out of 10, two out of five, don't, they start, they go year two, three, four, don't get through, just get done, walk away. Mm. Second statistic. More than 50% are not completing in four years. And statistic three, 30% of freshmen transfer or drop out. Mm. Yeah, that's the real sad one. So how many, is there, one thing you don't have here, or when I say here, I mean, there's notes I've got. What percent of kids go to college and graduate in four years? It's looking like it's it's a it's 25% or less anymore. No, no, it's it's uh, it's in the 40%, 45%. No, so that's not too bad. Yeah, but it's below 50 <laughs> Yeah. 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 I remember when I was, you know, the, you hear stories like this. I was, you know, my freshman year of college, we're sitting there in this big auditorium and a Dean comes out and looking around the room and goes, yeah, you know what, in four years, half of you aren't going to be here. 
I think he was saying to try to motivate people, like don't be a statistic, but, and I, and I graduated from college a few years ago, as you can imagine. Um, do you believe, this is a leading question, part of the reason, maybe in the biggest reason for this is people just pick the wrong college to begin with? Yeah, there's... Um, there's what, what do you attribute these numbers to? Yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a number of factors. And one of them is, is selecting the wrong school for them, uh, whether it's financially, whether it's emotionally. Um, so there's lots of, whether they could afford it, there's lots of reasons where they go into a situation where they really don't know what they're signing up to. And then they are, you know, thrown into the fire and then their experience, you know, 30% of them, they don't want to be there anymore or they can't be there anymore. Mm. And it's, I think it's a tribute to them not being ready and mature enough to take on uh, higher learning, which is more difficult than high school. And it's all about the preparation uh, for your child and, and whether you're investing in that, how great are their study skills? How, how diligent are they? How mature are they? So it's assessing the individual and this is an investment. And so parents are, you know, they'll do anything for their kid and they'll, they want them to progress. So regardless if they're ready or not, they're also pushing them to go in that direction because they know that they will get ahead if they complete this bachelor's degree from a salary perspective. It's, it, the data is there. Everyone knows that if you get a bachelor's degree, your, your chances of, of success in your career are, are multiplied. Um, and that's yeah. something that's- Lifetime that's earnings, good. all that, yes. Yeah. It's all good to know, but if they're not prepared and ready to complete this four-year degree or this bachelor degree, mm -hmm. um, it's it's not the you know it may not be the wisest investment um, because they, they may not be ready and and mm. it's actually the pandemic actually helped in circumstances because mm. some of the students were deferring um, because the parents were like value oh my goodness five courses online I'm gonna pay this high yeah. tuition cost and that's all they get is the um, you know mm. the, the five courses online uh, that's for fifty thousand dollars ah. That's $10,000 a class. No, I'm sorry. That's uh, 50,000 a year. So it's 25,000, $5,000 a class without any sort of college experience, uh, just online classing. So this is not necessarily a condemnation of, of, of the higher education system in the world. This is just the fact that some people, maybe 40%, maybe half, are just not making decisions that are suited best for what they want, what they need, maybe their maturity level, maybe just their goals, right? And, and, and listen, you don't have to go to college to be a success. I'm not, I'm, I don't think either of us are suggesting that the only successful people in the world, whatever that definition is, are people that are college degreed people. But in sort of the normal track, you, know, you go here, here, you go to college, you get a job, you get a career. It's certainly still ingrained in, in the American dream kind of mindset. Um, how did you, I, I know we've heard your story a little bit, you know, you were concerned about your own kids. Where, where do you, where, where do you get all this information? Is, is this like a big secret, like a CIA kind of thing? Or, I mean, do you, <laughs> I mean, how, how do you know, how do you, how do you confidently position yourself as, as a trusted advisor in, in this space? Great question, Steve. So I'm a detailed oriented person. I'm an mm -hmm. analyst. So I ask a lot of questions and I'm researching a lot of data. Uh, the government has a wealth of data on colleges. 
Uh, I have a theory on that, but I don't know the facts. But I think there's some government, you know, people in government who wanted to know and understand how to make a decision. And they wanted all those stats for themselves to collect, to ensure, and it's from a consumer perspective, right? From a consumer perspective, if you don't have this information, you're in the dark. Uh, so mm -hmm. it is helpful that the government uh, requires colleges to fill out these forms to provide the statistics of retention, the statistics of graduate rates. Otherwise, it's a big black hole and you would not know unless you have you know, a, a savvy business guy asking all these questions to the colleges and then determining whether this information is, is valid or not. And, uh, you know, and that's one of the talents that I have is to you know, understand the, the judgment of the, the person, how prepared they are to answer these questions. And, uh, and I could tell you most, most of these folks that I talked to in college, they're not always prepared to answer these questions because they, they're assuming that these are gonna be academic questions. No, they're actually business questions and how well their performance is. And this is something that uh, they're not all savvy on um, because there's, they're an academic institution and they're um, not always uh, measuring the performance of um, their, their organization to know how well they're doing. Um, yeah. Well, I know from a college's perspective, graduation rate is an important metric, right? But somebody could graduate and not necessarily have a skill set. I mean, they could graduate and just kind of float through classes. And so let, let, let's shift gears a little bit. By the way, this is Steve Green, my guest, Phil Betrano from beautiful Long Island, New York. His company, Planning and Vision, LLC, helps students make the smartest decisions they can on the choice of college, save money, do it right. This is like a measure twice, cut once thing, right? For oh, sure. Yes, absolutely. And uh, especially if, if you have the goal and objective to, to want this decision to be a great decision, mm -hmm. um, because it, it is too easy. It is too easy to make decisions. And, and to, to make the right decision is difficult because it takes time, it takes effort, it takes a, an assessment and analysis and to know what could go wrong and understanding that, how to mitigate that risk, how to prepare your student to be successful, how to prepare them to optimize and maximize their opportunities there. A college is extraordinarily providing lots of opportunities. Um, I talk to professors all the time. Professors, their office hours are not always used every week. And so that's a lost opportunity for students to engage, especially you know, in the programs they're interested in. Um, and that's definitely something that they're, they're not taking advantage of and building those relationships with a professor, helping them with their careers. Uh, that's definitely a- you know, like net Networking, basically. Absolutely networking. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and it's, a, it's a wonderful skill to have networking skills before you go to college. Yes. And so, yeah, and so that's one of the, the things that I, uh, I cover with um, the students, but not all students are extroverts and are ready to meet uh, people that they don't know. So it's 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 a level of you know readiness, and then then helping them to show them right to show mm -hmm. them how it works. Let them observe before they get thrown into the fire and start trying to look you know meet new people and start preparing what they're going to say. And there's a build of anxiety about that. But if, if you walk them through uh, the process and then at minimum, you're educating them to show them 
how this works and what the benefits are. And I say, hey, even if you're not a good networker, know people who are, because you're gonna benefit from those people who really know how to network. All this is great. On a level though, we can't completely discount the, the basic metrics, a kid's GPA, uh, SAT, ACT scores, you know, college uh, application essays or personal statements. So uh, there's, there's the, all the kind of, for lack of a better term, traditional things a kid would do to get into college, right? Like y- your research could say, well, uh, whatever, you know, Rose Alley University is the perfect fit for little Phil, but maybe they don't have the grades to get in, Right. Or maybe they don't have, maybe they got okay grades, but their SAT scores are 200 points too low or whatever. So that's got to be part of the equation as well on a level, right? Yeah, it depends on the, the goals and objectives of the, the student. And, and certainly if they're unable to get in, it wasn't a great fit, right? Mm-hmm. It, it works both ways. Does this college want you? And right. because we know that they want, the, the kids want to be in, uh, a particular school or many schools, and they want those choices that they have. And, and some of them will apply to over 20 schools. Yeah, I they see that. I see that in my caseload. Yeah, and it's it's nothing that I recommend, um, but it's something that they feel compelled to do because they they want to see <laughs> which college is the best for, you know, the best school they could get into. And to, um, it's just most of the time they're very selective schools and they need to, cast a huge web to see what, who, who, who wants them. Um, and then the most important see, thing is, Hey, are they, are they paying, you know, are they giving a scholarship to really come aboard because you've got some really strong um, grades hmm. and scores that they really want. So there's, there's a lot of moving parts here. This is I, one of the reasons I'm, I'm pretty sure you're recommending people start this, not like fifth grade, but pretty early in the, in their, high school experience. Um, Let's say I'm a parent. I got a ninth grader and I, and I think, wow, this is, I'm hearing what I I like what I'm hearing here. What, what's the process? So they might, they might reach out to you. Yeah. And then what happens? So, um, so we, first I I speak with the, the parents, the parents are usually motivated to find out more information. I share with them, we could meet, you know, once every six weeks for a ninth grader, once every month, depending on, how much you want to know and how much you'd like the student to prepare for and or just be in the know. The decisions that they're going to be making in ninth grade can actually have an impact on their application. And so I, we, I can see the future for the ninth graders because I know what process they're going through and I know yeah. what questions they're going to be asked. So why not have the, the list of questions that you're going to need to answer in 12th grade when you're in ninth grade to prepare for the things that you need to do. And, and at least you have a choice. You are either going to do these activities to prepare for that application, or you were, you, you were in the know that you could have done these things. And when yeah. it comes to you know 12th mm-hmm. grade, and it's at that point where they're asking you what you've accomplished in the past, and you had those choices and you haven't, it's not too late. They could still do some activities in 12th grade, but it's not as compelling to the person who's reading your application to know that, oh, you've, you've got your act together in 12th grade or you've got your act together in 11th grade. But guess what? 
It's better it's late than never, better. but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's also it's also who you're competing against, right? I mean, it's not like you're the only person applying to this university or this college. You've got other people who are just as motivated who've got perfectly strong resumes as well. So just, you know, you got to stand out. I mean, this is one of the things I counsel people. Um, see, what I like about what's going on with you is that you're, you're basing this on, on math. You're basing this on data, right? And you're also basing this on just a practical thing. You know, give yourself the time to do this right. Um, it, it, I, I got a note here. You offer some seminars, right? Yes. Online. Tell us about them. How can somebody get involved with them? Sure. So I have a, a website, planningandvision.com. And, planningandvision uh, okay. Yep. And I have uh, events that are uh, published on that website. And uh, one example is the major issues facing parents and students when considering college. So we're, you know, we're highlighting some of those today, but there's plenty. <laughs> so that, uh, that's a free class. Uh, so any, any uh, high school family uh, can um, uh, sign up for that and register. Uh, I have um, another one that's $25, uh, high school college guidance for the undecided, uncertain, and undeclared. Mm. So this is where your biggest risk is because your if your family is investing in you and you're not sure what you want to study, that is a big risk of an investment where you're not really prepared and you don't have a purpose to say, I'm going to study this because I'm passionate about it. Uh, if you were to ask a person outside of your family, would you like to invest in the kid who doesn't know what they want to do? Or would you like to invest in a kid who has a plan and knows what they want to do and have done all these other things leading up to that? Which one's a better investment? Well, clearly the one who's got a plan. I mean, so you're not, a, I'm going to assume you're not a fan of the undecided major. Um, so, I, so I'm a fan of the person who's, who's working on a goal towards figuring yes. it out. Mm -hmm. And ideally it's before college. I mean, look, transferring to another university or changing your major is not the worst decision a person could ever make in their life. If the eventual outcome gets them where they want to go, Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So this is not about um, this is it's, it's all about preparation and knowing what you're interested in at the time. And and the more work you do with that topic before you get into that to that degree requirements and understanding those degree requirements, the, it's just preparation. And then, OK, so you'll be, a, you know, are you striving to be an expert in what you really want to do or like to do? And if you haven't figured that out yet. That's the time they need to spend to figure it out because you're going to drop $50,000, $70,000 a year mm -hmm. on, and hoping, hoping yeah. that the classes that they are taking, and some colleges require, you know, three general, general education requirements. You've got to take a writing class, which may not help, you know, decision. Right. And, and so it's a, it's a big risk. And I look at it from a business perspective where let's walk through the logic, let's walk through the data, and help the, the family make a wiser investment. And it's, it's whether they want to optimize this opportunity. Because if you don't know what you want to learn, you can't possibly optimize your experience. I like that. I like to say yeah. that again. That was really good. <laughs> you don't know what you want to learn. You cannot optimize your experience. See that? That is the kind of brilliant wisdom you get on the Make the Great podcast. Um, I'm going to ask you one question in a second, Phil, but here. Um, 
we're here. We're here. We're here. Anybody uh, needs questions? You got a question for Phil? Put them in the comments. Check it out. Reach out. Check out one of his webinars. You can only learn. It cannot hurt for sure. You might actually learn something <laughs> important. Um, little success story you share with me. Planning a vision saved a family $17,000 per year, right? Yes. Um, and they also got a $20,000 scholarship. That's a lot of cabbage. Yes. So the uh, student uh, did very well on the, their SAT and also uh, on in their grades. And so she earned a $20,000 scholarship per year at this mm -hmm. school, as long as she keeps her grades up. Nice. And then we helped her and the family save even more money um, with uh, the opportunity to negotiate with the college. Beautiful. Yeah. And I'm sure you got a long list of stories like that. How do yes. you feel? Uh, let me ask you a question because I get asked this. You know, I, I talk to parents multiple times a day. Gap year. Good, good idea. Okay idea. Depends on the kid. Because th there's a big surge in gap years right now because there's so much funky stuff going on with college admissions. And that's really a COVID-driven thing. And just to date this, people, this is uh, late April 2021. So we are... 13 months into the COVID experience, but it has impacted education broadly. Um, and it's impacting college admissions uh, in terms of what requirements are to some degree, test taking or standardized tests, things like this. Um, so I'm, I'm getting parents saying, hey, my kid's going to take a gap year. They're going to do whatever. Um, I don't think it's a bad idea at all, especially if it, if it helps their maturity. Maybe it helps the decision-making process. But what's the expert think? So uh, it's again, it's about the goals and objectives and what are they going to be productive during that gap year? What's the purpose of the gap year? Is it mm -hmm. for their maturity? Is it for a better decision? Is it for, hey, get a sample of what, it, what it's like to work? And mm -hmm. go, there's apprenticeship programs that uh, the student could get involved with. It also helps pay for college. So these are things that parents don't necessarily know that they have options for and or the students don't know that they have options for, but mm. it's something that's really wise to look into because it's not just, hey, I mean, the kids are making a career related decision in 12th grade, what they're going to do after high school. That is a career decision. And how much are they prepared to know what their choices are and what their options. The easy one is, I'm either going to go to work, I'm, my parents are gonna pay for, for me to travel around the world or, or not, or I'm going Probably to not. go to college. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any, like, and I, you've been doing this that long, but you've been doing long enough. I mean, you got your testimony of your own kids. I mean, they, you, their success story is based on your system. Do, do, do you keep, do you, are you able to follow up and track, you know, kids, maybe you started with five, six years ago, who've now gone in through the four years, hopefully, and gotten done. And, you know, can, can you quote any kind of success rate or, or another kind of success story you want to share before we wrap up? Yeah. So my first student, his name is Michael, and he has a 4.0 at a, at a Connecticut university. Mm -hmm. And he is um, doing exceptionally well in the classes. And one of the things is he was one of my first students. So we didn't spend a tremendous amount of time on the career search side. We spent mm -hmm. a more time on the best fit college for Michael. Mm -hmm. So we nailed that, but we didn't nail down the best fit career for him. 
so he's on his own with the, the, the school is, is going through that process of determining what he wants to do. And I keep networking with him and sending him, here's a lead, here's a lead for you to explore these types of careers because he loves writing. And he, you know, he, he, we, we found out the journalism uh, type of career and that was, it was a salary that he was uncomfortable with. And, and, and as soon as he had that information, boom, he made the decision, I don't want to be a journalist. <laughs> it was too, I'm assuming it was too low. It was absolutely too low. To <laughs> okay, all right. So make sure. Higher expectations <laughs> was much higher, and uh, and one of the things he was when we first met, he wanted to be uh, an English major. So mm -hmm. he said, "And I want to go to uh, a, a particular state school that is um, in New York." And we looked at the program, and I said, "Are you familiar with this program?" No, I want to be an English major. Well, you got to take British literature, a lot of it. Is this something you want to do? Absolutely not. Okay, we're not going to that state school. It wasn't a good fit and or we're looking at other majors now. And so he, he was uh, considering the communications major. We did a, a whole analysis on the schools to see the, the ones that are really robust and uh, dug deep. And uh, we helped him find the, the Connecticut school that was an affordable price. Uh, so, and we got also got money from them too. Well, listen, we only have a few more minutes, but we could probably just uh, talk about these stories all day, which is a tribute to your system, your ability, your ability to relate to these kids, get them motivated. I'll tell you a quick story. When I was between my freshman and my freshman year of college, I came home for winter break and the college I went to had a four week break. We had kind of a long break. And my dad had a good friend who owned a, a waste disposal company, like the, the big trucks and the big giant things and like it picks it up and dumps it. And he says, yeah, I got a job for you. And I'm like, great, I could use the money. My job for three weeks was cleaning out the dumpsters. We had like this fire hose thing and it was like, almost like a power washer. And we, and I spent like, we would like wash it. Then you put this like disinfectant, you wash it again. And, and you know what? I made some money, but it taught me, man, I was not going to mess up in college. Because I'm not putting down anybody who has a job like that at all but I knew it's what I did not want to do. And, um, you know, I was lucky when I grew up. I mean, I had, I had worked in a bicycle store and a paper route. I had, I had jobs that were like fun for me. Um, but this was like work and it was smelly and it was dirty. And eh. so it got me kind of motivated and I always did well. I was always a good student, but you know, I, 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 uh, it, it, it did sort of push me in the right direction. I, I, my father, that's how he taught people lessons go do this and hate it and you'll figure out what you don't want to do. That was kind of his style. Yeah. Um, all we're right. A little, we're a little similar. I, I had the paper route. I, I worked as a porter in a commercial building for the hmm. summers. And again, I was doing the, uh, the cleanup of the cigarettes around the building and also the, the disposal that you're talking about, that loading dock is smelled horrendous because yeah. that's where the garbage was. Yes. Yes. It's, I, I still have like a faint, <laughs> It's 30, 45 years ago or whatever. And I still can sort of, it's like that. I don't know. It's hard to even, if you know what it smells like, you know what it smells like. And it's not pretty. All right, Phil. Phil Vitron, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Appreciate you taking the time. Planning a vision, LLC.com. Uh, I hopefully everybody will check it out, get some value out of it. We've had other college coaches on here, but I, I love the angle that you have. And they're all good, honestly. But I like the anger you have. I like the data-driven piece. I like the personalization of it. 
And I would encourage people to check it out, check out his webinars, check out his one-on-one experiences. You got any final word, anything we didn't talk about, anything you want to share? Uh, yeah, I guess um, if, if, you, if, if you decide not to use a college or career coach for your son or daughter, surround them with great mentors, surround them with mm. adults, have them work with the adults to, to provide them with the experience and know-how of what a career is like. And, and it's just to their advantage because they'll be communicating with adults, they'll have to interview with adults. And mm. so that would be my, um, and then of course you want the, the person to have their best interest uh, and, and not their own agendas and, and not what their ideas are and, and whether they could service that, right? As opposed to, yeah, what are, your, what are your dreams and are they helping them accomplish those mm. dreams? Which basically is having a coach anyway. They're just sort of coaches that are their friends as opposed to a yes, professional. <laughs> yeah. This has been great. Hey, any, any of you share anything personal? Like, I don't know, your favorite food or anything. You like lasagna? I don't know. Anything like that? Any conversation uh, I, starters here? Yeah, I, I do enjoy ravioli. And, uh, ravioli, okay. <laughs> there you and, go. Uh, a lot of good Italian restaurants in Long Island. That's not, uh, I don't know if there's a famous... Uh, like I'm from Philadelphia, so you hear play with cheese steaks, you know, pizza. But uh, is there is there like a famous food from Long Island? I don't know. Um, our bagels are really good. Bagels, okay. So, so if you're in Long Island and you are visiting, absolutely go to the bagel store. There's a lot of bagel stores. If you compare them with other states, you will know that New York. Okay, uh, New York bagels. You heard it here. See that? Look, this is not only about helping your kid get into college this is a culinary experience i'll tell you i'll, I'll ship you a cheesesteak and you can send me a, a, a half a dozen, a dozen bagels, bagels. <laughs> i like the all what do you with the all the stuff on it what do they call it the everything bagel I, I like them all right all right phil thanks again i appreciate it uh you got so much to talk about i'd love to have you back maybe we'll do a sequel experience in, in a couple months you know what's the best let me ask you one last thing uh the academic year is a kind of a cycle, right? You know, September it starts and blah, 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 ends in June. Is there a best time of year that somebody would enter into this? Or does it not really matter? Like is September a good launch point as opposed to May or is it really not? Is it just a family by family thing? So the student has the most free time in the summer. Yeah, always. So, yeah, and if you, if, if, the, if the student is a junior going into junior year, Going into senior year, that is prime time, insightful education for them for all the things. That all right, there we go. And look at my calendar. Look at my calendars. It's April 28th, 9th. You know what that means? Almost May. It's almost June. <laughs> Get on the computer. Pick up the phone. Let's see what the studio audience thought of you today here. Oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah. Wave to the audience. Hey, people. I know. It was unbelievable. I get it. I know. It was incredible. There we go. Yeah, standing ovation. Um, <laughs> I'm just happy they're six feet apart. Yes, that's right. They're all six feet apart. I got masks. We we are we are conscious that way. We're going to wrap it up here. The Make the Grade podcast, always about providing actions for parents with children, which was really the focus today. Also, entrepreneurs. We get that a lot too, as well. Uh, we're going to be back at you. I got some really good guests lined up over the next uh, two to three weeks. Got a lot to say myself. We're going to have some solo ones with some really good action tips. And it's all about getting ready for finals at this point, folks. So I will talk to you soon. Have a great day.
You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.